Welcome back to another exciting visit to the village. My name is Greg, and I'm surrounded by a bunch of food that it's almost like you gave a, a, a 15-year-old $100 and said, go into this convenience store. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. before you gave it to him, he smoked a lot of weed. <laughs> yeah. A 15-year-old or maybe James Franco. Yeah. Yeah. Quite possibly, yes. I didn't realize that until you said it. It's, it's pretty pathetic. Uh, but but uh, <laughs> joining well, me here is... We, we, Ryan. Glenn. John. Heather. So, uh, we don't have any Funyuns or fruit roll ups. I think we're good. Well, hey, I love fruit roll ups. I could have brought those. Uh, <laughs> or gummy bears. Yeah, I didn't put it out. I came close to buying gummy bears today, but you know. Fruit by the foot's my shit, though. Fruit by the foot. It's my, it's my little girl's new favorite show, Gummy Bears. <laughs> I, I'm so here excited and you told me that that's on Disney Plus because, mm-hmm. yeah, I got to give that a watch. Gummy bears? Yeah. You remember the cartoon Gummy Bears? They had the gummy no. berry juice and it would bounce yeah. here and there and everywhere. Are you fucking kidding me? What the hell is that? Serious is a fucking heart attack. Okay, so, so watch. Gummy Bears was, was a little bit after Care Bears, I think. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. For some reason, I remember that robot chicken when the gummy bear was hopping along and it landed in a bear trap <laughs> and then it had to eat its leg off and I thought it was delicious. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, kind of one of the reasons we have all this food here is there's a couple of things we're trying for the first time. And we yeah. do this occasionally for you guys. We haven't done a tasting a taster so we have two <laughs> we're, we're, we're like a junk food sommelier right now <laughs> exactly <laughs> and to the, to that end we have some salty and we have some sweet that's right so uh john and glenn are the ones who found this so uh what, what do we got boys we gotta go with the the, the, the chip first right yeah okay. so uh, today i just was I, I went to walgreens to get a drink and by the register they had pringles and it was wendy's baconator flavored pringles now, I once knew a person that used to eat a triple Baconator. Are they still alive? Wait, like, <laughs> like on a regular? Yeah. I mean, it's probably Ovi, right? No, no, no. You remember Jason that used to oh. work with me? Oh, Is he yeah. still with us? I, well, he's, he's, he's now <laughs> living in Florida as Jaina, but yeah. Oh. Uh, he, Jaina. So he's yeah. no longer with us. She is now with us. Yeah. Yes, there we go. Well, he did, did all that meat make him want to become a woman? I don't, I, I don't know about all that. I mean, I I'm sure so. she, she would well, tell you. you. You know, it's funny. I, I mean, I can't. He, she, she actually ate that on the regular. She would, like, she would, like, yeah. So remember when y'all used to, used to talk about? And we're, we're talking burgers? about a little small person. So yeah, like, Jane is well, thin. Like, have y'all ever gotten a triple? I've gotten one yeah. once. It, you'll sweat much. while you eat it. The the bottom bread can't hold the meat. It just turns, <laughs> I, I worked at Wendy's my junior year in high school. It was yeah. It turns into crazy. Now, I had it one time. Once, yeah, I had it once, and I was like, I ate the whole thing. We we used to love the Cheddar Lovers bacon. The Cheddar burger. Lovers bacon burger. That's it. Oh. Me and Greg it was like a, cheese, a cheddar cheese sauce with. And apparently yeah. they, I guess they determined that was too bad for people, so they stopped making. Yeah. it. Yeah. they have baconators, so I mean they'll bring it back. I'm sure. So so these chips, it seems like the good people at Pringles and Wendy's came together, much like um, the penguin and cat. Assembled one. like Voltron. Yeah, to um, I'm bring try us. two at a time because that's how you got to. That's pretty much yeah. yeah. Once you pop, sure you, you make can't duck stop. Face you with it. you yeah. stack them right. So we're gonna do it. We're all grabbing our chip. We got our Pringles. Hold on. It smells. It smells funny. It does smell funny. It smells like a burger. It smells like a yeah. Smells like the ketchup and everything. Yeah, I smell ketchup. Should we do this? I don't like the odor. Let's do it. I don't like the odor. Oh wow. Mm. I'm I'm about it. It's an interesting first punch to the back of your throat. It's not just like a bacon chip. No. I don't know. I taste bacon. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I mean, yeah, yeah. You taste bacon, but yeah, yeah. That's what I, I mean. Taste the bacon it's, and it's, the it's not like just bacon flavors. Right, right, it's, it's like you taste a little bit of everything. Yeah, you got the. You definitely got the umami from the meat. And how do you get fucking mm. lettuce flavor in a chip? Mm. I don't think Putty likes it. Are you I don't sure think I like it? it. It's too weird. It I looks like he hates. It looks like he hates it. I don't drink anything. This is how what I compare these to: buttered popcorn Mike and Ike's. Where 
Because they taste exactly like they're supposed and to taste, but taste they like feel that. wrong in your mm-hmm. fucking mouth. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not all. About it looks that. like he hates it. Uh, yes. <laughs> I, 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 don't I, like I hate it. this. You want another one? Please. Says, I, please try it. Just try it again. It's Sometimes it's better the second time around. Yeah, I mean she's not wrong. Hey, hey, Honestly, hey. It's not, like, it's not overpowering though. No, it's not. Yeah. And actually, is everything you say like like a perverted undertone to it? I can't help it. I'm a dude in real life. All right, I'll I'll, I'll try it again because Heather says I have to. It's a baconator that doesn't give you the meat sweats. That first flavor, it's like it's like burnt bacon almost. You can almost recommend yeah. this for vegetarians because they can have the, <laughs> <laughs> the taste of a burger with literally none of the fucking burger. That's right. It's like, you know, Sandra's allergic to crawfish, but they have the crawfish-flavored popcorn that she loves to eat. Really? Go. That's fucking fantastic. Yeah, is I've never had that. And, and Glenn's allergic to cranberry juice, but it yeah. doesn't stop Karen so from si- So since we're talking drink. about, like, weird foods and, and different things that probably shouldn't go... One of these days, we're going to get the cheeseburger fried rice from Red Chinese. Oh, that's good stuff. And we're going to fucking just yeah, go you guys to town have that. on it. That's fine with me. All right, now for our dessert item. Yeah, we got dessert now. I, okay, yeah, so I, I think these might have actually been out for a little while, but I'd never had them before. It's caramel coconut flavored Oreos. Yeah, I'm, I was actually more excited about the chip than the Oreo, and I'm, the chip so sucks. Smell, smell the Oreos. All right, let me ask Yeah, just, just like we just opened up a nice red wine. It smells better than the chip, I'll say that. Yeah. It smells pretty amazing, and I'm not a coconut person, but I'm still going to try it. Is it the taste or the texture? I don't, you know what's funny is I don't know. I think coconut's just those, that flavor that gets in my mouth, and it just <laughs> overwhelms. It's like cilantro. If there's too much fucking cilantro, I'm like, please don't have it. I find the same thing. Yeah, the green bell peppers. Really? really? Okay. Yeah. There's too much, yeah, I mean, if there's I don't like, like green bell peppers either. Green bell peppers, that's the only thing you taste. I like the taste. I, at least I find. You dropped your fucking mic, didn't you? No, I dropped oh, my yeah. fucking phone. Oh. Why are you holding it like that? So it bothers you, right? So y'all were all messing with me beforehand, and now you're gonna comment. Let me talk. Let me talk to you about this. Five seconds, okay? He had it in his hand. Five seconds. So basically, (laughs) what we've learned is my voice doesn't carry, and so if I have it over here, it's not gonna pick up as much as if I get closer to it. So sometimes I'll do that so that can work. The board Just and lean into the mic. I can do that most of the Squid time, Brian. sweetie, but like it, the rest of the time. Speak into the microphone. All right, let's try these fucking Oreos. Yeah, let's do it. Right. <laughs> Oreo. We're about to do a line. I mean, normally, I guess you you take a, a you twist it, right? Yeah. Or you dunk it. Dunk it. Or you dunk it. I'm gonna bite it. I'm just gonna swallow it. Well, chew it, man. Oh, these are pleasant. I like this. I think this is delicious. I am a caramel coconut Oreo fan. Mm. I'm on the fence. I feel mm. like I taste the caramel more than the coconut. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What did the um? What are the Girl Scout cookies? The um, Samoas? Samoas. Samoas. Yeah, I got That's it. a good comparison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a Samoan it's Oreo. It's good. All right. I don't know that. Second I, bite. I'm I'm more on it now. I don't know that I would regularly buy, but it's good. It's a Samoan Oreo. Yeah. A, a Samoa Oreo. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna oh. take a second and just get the cream. Yeah, I'm gonna twist it and say. Should we let the child eat one? Ethan. Ethan, you want to try an Oreo? It's not a... It's not give a, your opinion. It's got caramel cream Oh, he it. said no, so the hell with him. Look at you rolling that off. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that. That's actually what that? I was going to do. Made a little cream taco. <laughs> we all like them cream tacos. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the fucking... Uh, I don't know what you're going to say, but... What could you possibly have to tell us a story about involving cream tacos? I was going to talk about the the ice cream. What's the ice cream taco? Choco taco? Choco taco. Choco taco. Choco taco. Choco taco. It's not cream. You gotta, it's ice cream. Ice cream. Yeah, I guess. The word cream is in it. Mm-hmm. That's true. I, it's iced cream. It literally identifies itself as cream. 
All right. Well, oh, that was interesting. It was interesting. I think the chips suck. <laughs> I love, the Oreo's good. <laughs> I would recommend people stay with them. Go get a real Baconator. Screw with it. Triple? No, I, I won't go that far. A single's plenty enough. They put like six strips of bacon on those things. Would you have a double-double down? All right, so this is the funny part. I like separated it and I rolled it off like John over here. I actually like the taste of that better. <laughs> Instead of like the whole cookie together, <laughs> it's the the coconut is very like faint. It's, yeah, it's, it's more subtle. a lot more caramel, which I guess is good because like like what like, Heather was saying, a lot yeah. of people don't like the overwhelming flavor of coconut. Coconut for me, it's the texture of the actual coconut strips. Like I like the flavor of coconut, but the the grittiness of it. Are these things? Is is these snowballs? Is that or a snowball like a different kind of cake on the inside? Snowball. snowball. You know, like the little Debbie cakes that you can get the snowballs. Is that what it looks like? There's yeah. a picture of it on, yeah. the, on the box, or is. Are snowballs chocolate on the inside though? I don't remember eating. They have like no, I think they have like a vanilla cream. Okay. Yeah, and they're pink. Cause yeah, this is like some kind of coconut. I've never eaten one. It looks like a piece of coconut. Coconut cake. chocolate cake or something. Oh, I'm pretty good with those. Yeah. Pretty good with those. So we uh, we saw today the the little things of the mini Oreos that they have in the little white container that you can get, and I suggested just getting one, pouring milk in it, eating that shit like cereal. Yeah. Mm. Well, they have the Oreos. Have you ever had that? Mm-hmm. The, the breakfast Oreo cereal? breakfast cereal. Mini yeah. Oreos are a waste of time. Did you see? I posted this video. If to it a ain't double of, stuff. It ain't real. <laughs> a friend of mine had shared it. It was Is that what uh, they uh, all say. Yeah. <laughs> Would you disagree with that? <laughs> That's what they say. Huh? This, this, uh, this Canadian comic what a bunch fucking of fucking bullshit. Bullshit. was talking about coming to do a tour down here in the states, and he goes, "He was he's, he's a bigger dude, and he was talking about how." Uh, he like the food here is crazy, and he's like, they have four different types of Captain Crunch. <laughs> we only have one. And he starts talking about Crunch. He's like, what is a Crunchberry? We don't ha- we don't have those over here. And apparently, the Crunchberry supply is such that they cannot bring these anywhere else in the world. <laughs> and then he says, the fourth kind of cereal they have is Captain Crunch, just Crunchberries. <laughs> <laughs> so now they're flaunting it. Yeah, oops, oops. just just Crunchberries. They had, they had a Lucky Charms. It was just marshmallows. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's like the worst fucking what possible the cereal. Fuck? I, don't, I don't feel bad like, about that. Like, yeah. yeah, like I feel like when I was a kid and I wanted all the crazy cereal, and my parents were like, no, you can't have that crap. Now I feel now. Oh, yeah, that's probably what they were talking about. That's probably yeah. what I was asking for. Something there, like that. I remember as a kid, it was always a challenge to me to like, you know, weed out the the crunch berries and weed out yeah. the marshmallows. Now it's like, this yeah, is, yeah, I isolate them the same for the and just like yeah. a whole bowl of it. But that's the, so that's the thing about that though. A whole big thing of fucking marshmallows. You're dropping all the pretense. There's no actual cereal <laughs> in yeah, it. Right. It's, just, it's just marshmallows. You're, you're, marshmallows. you're just eating candy, basically. Yeah. Well, let's move on to some uh, some some TV. We're talking about our hard knocks as children. Why don't you gentlemen tell us a little bit about hard knocks? <laughs> hard knocks. That was a good Los one. Angeles this year. Yeah, right. two teams for two the teams. first time. Uh, the nobody wants us Los Angeles Chargers and the uh, horrible looking new uniforms of the Los Angeles Rams. Damn. So I mean, uh, <laughs> you're making you're really making me want to watch this. Well, yeah, if kinda. you've seen Hard Knocks. Then you know this. It's just as good as it always has been. If you haven't yeah. watched it, I mean, I don't know what the hell. It always follows a team in preseason that finished in the bottom third. I think it is. Yeah. Of the previous it. year, and this is the first time they're doing two teams, just because they both happen to be in Los Angeles. So I guess it was easier to film. Yeah. Um. I did find that uh, what I like about the show is you get to know these people. I guess on a personal level, like I thought Anthony Lynn, the head coach of the Chargers. Like, I want to hang out with that Yeah, dude. he seems awesome. I mean, when I see that man grilling chicken with a cigar in his hand, telling yeah. us the story about how he met his wife, I was like, this is a cool guy. 
And I mean, this guy's that's you know he's an NFL head coach. He probably makes a lot of money, and he's basing the the chicken. He's got a one, that his, is his wife like messed with him. He had one of her like good like. She from told, their like, wedding, from their, their wedding, like their silverware or whatever, with a paper towel wrapped on the end of it with a rubber band, and he was using that as like a brush for the barbecue sauce. Yeah. And she's like, "You sure you don't want a brush?" And he's like, "No, I'm good." <laughs> <laughs> but um, I I mean, Liev Schreiber is the narrator of the show. He has been from the very beginning. Oh, he's got the, awesome voice. The velvety voice of yeah. Liev Schreiber. Uh, yeah, he's he's my inspiration. I want to be as good as him one day. <laughs> yeah, keep his, trying. Ron. His voice keep is trying. way sexier than mine. My God, he's he's a he's a dream. Oh, we, can, I mean, we can only hope to be cotton wearing. That, yeah. that's, <laughs> that poor, <laughs> poor bastard. But I mean, uh, it, it's a great show. HBO does tremendous uh, with the production value of uh, Hard Knocks. And, yeah. and even if you're not really interested in all the, the football stuff, the first episode I'd probably say was actually really interesting just because it goes through all the protocols that they got to go through this year right. with, with the, the COVID. And it was, uh, it was pretty interesting. All a lot of the players are a bunch of fucking babies. Yeah. Like when they were going to go. Of course they are. They're talking about the nasal swab. It's like, like so bad and they're all it freaking was like out. It's like literally that hurt at it all. It was literally on like the outer rim of their nose yeah. and they were acting like they were being like punctured. I do one of those. Oh, ev- is that the yeah. noise? No, Heather. Um, that was an interesting noise that you came up with. I don't know if that was really pain. It's like it doesn't hurt. It kind of it kind of tickles a little bit. It makes you it yeah. makes you sneeze after. Oh I, yeah, that's the thing because I, I do one every week and like that swab is. It was one of the guys who was like I can't remember who it was, but he did it and he started sneezing. and He's like I don't have COVID. It's just it itchy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I've heard like the the earlier tests were worse, but they went way up in your yeah. nasal cavity. Yeah, it's like about a, it's literally like the to the. It's an they didn't go, like, You're supposed to put an inch in your nose and turn it. It yeah. didn't look that they went that far in the thing, but yeah, it's a great show. I think it's on Tuesday nights. Tuesday nights on HBO, and it's usually like what, like five weeks. Yeah, and it's HBO, and the shit replays constantly. But I think yeah, if you want to see it with cursing, you have to catch it like I think when it first premieres. Well, they they edit it. Sometimes depends on when you catch it and really what, what HBO channel you, you catch uh-huh. it on. Gay, this is HBO, man. Well, well I guess if you want, is, like they, kids, they play it on HBO Family. I don't maybe I don't know. Like kids like to you know follow sports, they want to follow their heroes, so you know they'll they'll check it out. So they do have I think they do show edited versions of it. They did oh. the same thing when the Last Dance came on ESPN. When you watched it initially, it was unedited. And then after that, they, they on Netflix is it unedited? It's on. Well, I haven't watched it on Netflix since they put it out. This, I want to watch it. Speaking of it. cursing in football, did you hear the? Wait, you've never seen the movie mm-hmm. The Last Dance? No, it's, no, it's no, the, the documentary with Michael Jordan. Oh. I don't watch it there. Remember? Did you hear the? They asked uh, Bruce Arians, who's he's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach. They have Tom Brady now, and they said, "Does Tom Brady get any special treatment?" And his response is, "I curse him out just like everybody else on the team." <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, awesome. Awesome. that's an awesome answer. The best answer ever. <laughs> so because. Uh, New stuff's not really coming out on TV. I kind of was going through my list of things that I wanted to watch that I haven't. And I have a show that uh, it's on, you know, it's on BBC, but it's a, a masterpiece theater show. It's called Poldark. And kind of why I decided to go with this is because I've been just like Ryan obsessed with Hamilton, and this is almost like sort of the other side of it. So there's a, a soldier in the American Revolutionary War on the British side named Ross Poldark, and you know, the the British lose, and he goes back home to Cornwall. Uh, he basically had to. Uh, he was such a like a ruffian that in order to avoid prison, he basically took a commission to to be a soldier. So he returns back to Cornwall after people think he's dead, and goes into this life where he's got to basically take over his dad's land and his old family name, and uh, that's sort of the plot. And the show, like I've only seen like four or five episodes. It's six seasons, I think, are, are out currently, and it's on Amazon Prime. But uh, the show is one of those kind of. Downton Abbey, Mad Men type shows, in the sense that I can't tell you really why I'm so obsessed with watching it, but I'm it's already getting tired. 
Well, you said the same thing about Mad Men. Diagon Alley? Mm-hmm. I didn't really say that about Mad Men. I just wasn't enthused. Now, I have no interest to ever watch Downton Abbey. I know you guys have all said it's great, but that... I just think Diagon Alley. No. But I mean, it almost feel like if you're trying to describe Seinfeld to somebody that's never heard of it and doesn't know who Jerry Seinfeld is, it's like, it's not really about, it's not about anything. Okay, so it's here's... Just, with Seinfeld, though, if you showed them one episode, they would know probably instantly if they'd like it or not. Would you say Poldark is sort of the same one? I would, I would think that, and I think that... You have to watch the full episode because the the beginning of it, there is this American Revolutionary War battle that happens. That'll kind of if you if that's what you're looking for, then you're not going to really get that out of the so show. Was that guy on the British side in Georgia trying to keep the colonies in line? Uh, he can keep all of Georgia because he can keep all of Georgia. Theodosia, she's mine. Theodosia, she's mine. You know, life doesn't discriminate. Love doesn't discriminate between the sinners and the saints. saints. It, takes it, takes and it, takes it takes and it takes and it takes. takes. And that's what the, the war apparently doesn't discriminate either. That's what the show is basically about. But yeah, by the end of it, it's one of those things where. Especially if you like British shows, you'll probably enjoy it. So it sounds like branded. So you've seen Downton Abbey, you've seen <laughs> The Crown. Have you seen The Crown? I haven't oh, seen The Crown. No. Oh, <laughs> However, so, John informed me that Elizabeth Debicki plays Princess Di. Well, it's gonna be. It's yeah. gonna be. She's gonna be. So and yeah, that, I'm perfect. Down. Do you think The Crown's better than uh, Downton Abbey? Yeah. Okay, good. Then I won't watch like, Downton Abbey. Like not, not a. I wouldn't no, say like, like a lot better, but well, it's. I, I started like watching The Crown just because I've, I've. Always kind of been kind of fascinated with the royal yeah, family. Yeah, and I mean, and I honestly, I think the crown is better because it's based in reality. Right. It's a Downton Abbey's a fictional story. But the, but the, the British people probably definitely acted like that back then. Yeah. Like you don't wear, you know, black ties unless it's a barbecue. Goddamn. Yeah. Okay, I just, so I like, just love listening to you say that as you're pulling a fucking Clawson pickle out of the jar. <laughs> Goddamn right. <laughs> So, for The Crown, I really want to watch this, and I just haven't had a chance to sit down and do it. Doesn't Good. it have, um... God, what is his name? Doctor Who? Yes. Yeah, he's, in, he's in the first two seasons. Matt Smith, Matt Smith, Matt Smith, Smith. right? Yeah. That's one that... Yeah, that's wait, he's just in the first two? Well, no, no, no. There's time jumps. It's because it's the, there's time jumps, and it's six It's six seasons, and it's basically they break it into three sections of the royal family's life. Yeah. So, after the first two seasons, those characters are older, and they new actors take over. Okay. Yeah, and before, and then, yeah. so, like, so, he's the, he's young Prince Philip. I'm still about you'll, it you'll because be, he's fucking amazing. Well, well Ryan, was, Ryan said he has a weird skull. He does. He has very weird I kissed skulls. him on the neck at Comic-Con. That's all I care about. It's not his neck. It's his skull stru- structure. It's kind of like the guy from Men in Black who was like an alien and they were like examining him and like, what's up with this guy's skull? It's the same thing. But anyway. <laughs> same thing. <laughs> Ryan's professional medical opinion. There you go. But, um, I still think Lord. he's cute. With the crown, like I was worried about the whole time jump because I got really attached to the performers. But they did a great they job. They did a great job. But that's, that's Doctor Who, though, too. Like I, I think we keep telling you to watch the show, but like you get attached to the. Wait, doctor. you haven't seen it? Never. Oh! I haven't seen a single second of Doctor what Who. What the fuck is wrong? It's with so good. You? I mean, it's so amazing. We can do a whole you podcast. You like you like you like Hamilton? I love Hamilton. There you go. Doctor what Who, the hell bitch. is it to do with Doctor Who? Doctor They're the Who same bitch. show. They are not in any way the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get your point either. <laughs> so, I like both. My so, point is... So based on what you saw from this... Based this on what, I, what I've seen from Poldark... Which is a I terrible think, name. Is there a reason why it's called that? Because his name is Ross Poldark. That's the name of the character. Oh, name of the family. Should they have just named it Ross? <laughs> <laughs> and people uh, would have thought it was like another Joey. You could find a guy named Ross and it would be... Everybody fine. just gets hey. engaged all the time. Yeah. Uh, we no, were like, separated at the time! <laughs> So does he pivot away from the revolution? Uh, I see what you did there. Yeah. Oh, speaking of that, real quick, just to—did you hear my theory about the whole? I told her me? about it. Um, we didn't get to listen to that that episode. Yeah, I was trying to let her hear. Was I drunk? No, when we had this conversation. No, we talked about it literally the other night. Uh, I'm just—I want to find. He's, he's very passionate. <laughs> I just want to find a woman that will side with me, and I haven't yet. 
What, for what? Karen didn't completely take your side, but she says she can kind of understand what you're arguing. Wait, wait, wait. What are Ryan's we arguing? theory is this. So this is the second time you get to hear Everybody that. always asks, who do you side with with the whole Ross and Rachel breakup? you side with Ross or you side with Rachel? And my argument is, it's not exactly either one of them's fault. It's entirely Mark's fault. He sabotaged their entire relationship from the very beginning. He was playing the long con. One, yes. Two. Yes, they, they who all. Who said they were separated? Well, no, Ross she said, said, she, she said, she said we need to take a break. We need to take a break. That means we're separated. We're not together. I can do what the fuck I want. You can do what the fuck you want, period. So you're on Ross's side. Oh, I'm so on Ross's side because women don't play that fucked up game. That's stupid. And you're you're an immature bat out of hell. Women do play that game, though. You, you might not play that game. No, no, no. no. Yeah. You're an immature bat out of hell if you fucking play that game. Like, we were just separated at the time. That means we weren't together, you dumb bitch. Like a bat out of hell. <laughs> 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 but his theory about Mark is very sound because he was an example. Right. <laughs> you are right. Through the whole show, like first of all, like once once he starts talking to Rachel, Ross actually like Ross goes to Joey at that party and it's like, Joey, why do girls just randomly start talking to guys? Is it just to be nice? And Joey's like, No, they just want to have sex. So Joey and Ross is trying to tell Rachel that all Mark wants to do is hook up with her, and she, because she just is too nice, doesn't believe that about him. That's me. So then, Get what it. what happens? He knows that she's going on her anniversary dinner with Ross, and she calls him. I mean, he calls her. Why? I don't know. Because she's supposed to be gone. But he calls her apartment. She answers, and he's like, "I thought you were going on your dinner." And then she sort of tells him that, "Oh, well, me and Ross had a fight." He immediately says, "I'm coming over." Brings Chinese food, or yep. whatever. So Ross is upset. He's out with the guys drinking, yep. and he calls. Rachel has told Mark everything that just happened. So when Ross calls and Rachel picks up the phone, what's the first thing Mark does? He says something really loud. Hey, anybody drinking this juice in the refrigerator? So that Ross can hear. That he's there with And her. he does it twice. So ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I ask well, you. Well, no, and then the, the, the final sticking point is he says. Right afterwards. He then comes, after they break up, he comes on to Rachel and says, I've always had a thing for you, but I didn't make a move until, he, he, because he was... Because he, he engineered He engineered the, the break. He did. Breakup. He did engineer it. However, she did say, he was, we are mind. on a break, which means we are broken up. We are not he's together. You can serious. do what you he want. Is. I can do he's, what I want. So, so we're saying Mark is the phantom menace. He is 100% the no, phantom menace. No, he is menace. the phantom menace. I agree with you. I don't you. blame Ross or Rachel for the whole situation. That son of a bitch sabotaged the whole situation. But and I don't think she should be such a bitch about it. I don't think she was a bitch. I think she was just hurt. I think she was just hurt, but I think that the, the fact of it here is you don't say, oh, we're on a break and then expect them not to go fuck somebody else. And then Mark shoots. But I mean, like, force light right now. Yeah, that's Even, a- I don't give a shit. You hurt, you hurt. Some people deal with it in different ways. So anyway, I'm not judging. Dark. And then, yeah, yeah we veered very far away. Anyway, Old Dark, I can see that John would probably like it. Um, you may very well enjoy it. Like, you're talking to me? Mm hmm. Okay. Are you talking to me? So yeah. now you have found one woman to agree to with you. <laughs> you must be all talking to us. Is, all I have to say is you found one woman who completely okay. agrees with you on that. All right, well, there's one. Got a lot more I to think, go. I think the semantics of it all is bullshit. A couple of shrewd well, toughs. <laughs> I don't care. She because, heard how they talk to me. Because I kill giants. Um, I watch this movie. It's a movie that I've been wanting to, to watch because I had seen the comic it was based off of. And uh, never actually read the comic, but it was an interesting kind of premise. It's this little girl um, who's in, I guess, like grammar school or whatnot, um, and she. The movie kind of starts with her talking about all the traps she set for these giants, and she's in the woods and you know looking for, all, and she's trying to slay these giants. And she doesn't have any friends. There's some family situation going on that they kind of allude to. Her sister's taking care of the whole family, uh, and basically, 
this little girl shows up from from England who's coming to school now. It's on like the Jersey coast, and uh, she you know becomes her friend, and she's like she's basically seeing everything through this little girl from England's eyes about her hunting these giants. She's like, oh no, giants are real. This is what's happening, and the kid's like an outcast at school. Um, and over the course of things, you're basically trying to figure out are these you know giants real or is the little girl crazy? What's going on? Um, and the movie is uh, it kept me with it because of the the whole. First of all, the, little, the actress in it is really, really good. It's a very good cast. Imogen Poots is in it and uh, Zoe Saldana. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the the film is uh, it takes a turn that I guess you kind of they telegraph to a, to a degree, but it's uh, it's more of a, me- a metaphor than anything else, and it's a nice little character piece. I got it because it was on sale on iTunes for like five bucks, so I figured that was like renting it. Um, but it was definitely worth the watch. I don't know that it's everybody's cup of tea, um, but. Again, some really great performances and some interesting stuff. So I would probably rate that, I give about a seven and a half. So you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, yeah. So it's something like Pan's Labyrinth, or um, to a degree, it, a little bit more. Can't be that good. Well, I didn't didn't say it in the question. Well, I'm just, I'm just he didn't finish answering the question. Yeah. <laughs> can you can you finish? Yeah, you can. I'm sorry. Can you finish? Can you finish? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes, you can finish. <laughs> I wouldn't. I mean, I, I would say that yeah, like the, on the, from the fantasy element of it. Let you finish. But. Uh, from the fantasy element of it, yeah, it's uh, it's similar to that, but yeah, like the, it doesn't have Guillermo del Toro's kind of, you know. When did it come out? A couple years ago. Okay. Relatively I've never recent. heard of it. I've heard of it. Um. Yeah, I believe when we were when we were uh, discussing what we were going to talk about, and Greg said, "I killed giants." I'm like, "What the fuck is that?" I thought it was about the surfer. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. So, don't they ride giants? Well, I mean, you know, most of the time. Uh-huh. Sometimes midway through. John gives us oh. his opinion of the movie Midway. <laughs> yeah, y'all talked about it a little bit a few weeks ago, and I wasn't here. Um, and I, I got a chance to watch an HBO, um, and I thought it was pretty good. I mean, it wasn't great. I wouldn't put it up there with uh, Saving Private Ryan or anything like that, or Dunkirk, like you said. No, mm-hmm. but I mean, it was definitely better than Pearl Harbor. I honestly probably had a little bit better of a time watching it than I did the the Tom Hanks thing. Greyhound. 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 I didn't think. Of, yeah, maybe so. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it was just a little more. There was a little bit more story to it. I guess you knew a little bit about was, some of the people. Uh, it, it, it definitely had a little bit more. Like I found Greyhound to be anticlimactic. Yeah. Greyhound, and it was a little. Yeah, it was a little bit more climactic, and and it also it was a little bit more well rounded, where it wasn't just like just the people, right? Like in, in Greyhound, it was just him and the yeah. people on his boat. Whereas this, there was the the pilots, but then there was also the uh, intelligence people that were back in right. The, in what Pearl did you Harbor. think about? I, I, my favorite part of it was the way they treated the Japanese. Like I thought they they portrayed them. Great. Yeah, like, I thought they did really, really like, good I job. Because I think you know, in a lot of war movies, you, they're just portrayed as suicidal psychopaths. Yeah. Whereas this movie sort of showed the, the honor that a lot of the the, war, the the fighters had. Yeah. It was really just you know the the upper part of Japan leadership that was crazy. Yeah. And these guys were just so honorable that they would do whatever they had to for their country. I mean, I I thought that they portrayed the Japanese really well. Yeah, and I mean, I thought. Patrick Wilson. I love he's, him. He's so good in everything he's in. And he just, I feel like he gets no recognition. Love him. I loved him in freaking Watchmen. That's when I first took notice of he him. He was really good in it. I thought Woody Harrelson was good in it. Um, Another guy who every time you see him in a movie, even when he blows his butt off, <laughs> he's really good. Or when he really hurts his thumbs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think Ed Screen is the best actor. I feel like he's... It's funny because... It, I feel like he's somebody right now that Hollywood's trying to make a star, and it's kind of not happening. But they've been trying to do that for a while. But it's but it's the same thing that I've always used to say about um, was it Luke Evans, that's, who's also in the movie, and um, 
they were like trying to make him a star for a long time. He looks time. like he's like like on drugs. Like he's so skinny. It's green. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like he's just so skinny, like and scrawny. Like he looks. Like he was fine in Deadpool. But yeah, I mean, he was is the bad guy. Yeah, yeah I mean, he, he was used fine. To eat a burrito or something. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, eat like ten burritos, and then we'll talk. <laughs> I felt oh, like at the beginning of the movie, he wasn't a very good actor. Should we send him these towards, chips? Towards the end, I mean, it kind of it didn't really matter as much. It was <laughs> it was good though. I, I enjoyed it. What would you give it? Um, probably like a six, six and a half. Yeah, I think that's roughly where I gave it. Yeah. I thought uh, Nick Jonas, man, he uh, he caught he caught a, a bad rap at the he end did, of that thing. Yeah, he's a badass. You know, I'm all for a movie that'll drown a Jonas. <laughs> oh, are you uh, are you sad about this? No, like... it wasn't. I mean, I guess it wasn't quite as bad as We Were Soldiers when Chris Cl- you when Chris you laughed when Chris Klein. I did laugh in the theater. Laugh out loud when his chest exploded when he was trying to save someone. Ryan hates Chris Klein because I hate that actor so much. I don't really hate the Jonas's brothers, but. Um, it was kind of funny watching him die in midway, but I didn't laugh. Spoiler alert. It's not really that big of a deal. He's a he's a very small I think anyone that was really gonna watch Midway probably has by He's now. a very small he's not an important character at all. Who who's your favorite Is that Jonas? Just because he's a the Jonas? hot one, the talented one, or Kevin? <laughs> oh damn, son. I, I don't I don't know them all that well. Um I don't know if I like any of them. I hate the fact that I actually like the music. I know. It's be... so weird. Well, I like it was I DNC. I like Joe Jonas when he was oh, with yeah. that band. I thought that was they were really good. Though. But like, it, it's just the fact that they got back together, and I'm like, oh, God, this is going to be one of those horrible it, things. No, the just new the music, music, like, the music is the same thing. They've, they, they've evolved. They've yeah, evolved. they have. They're, they're actually really good. So whatever. Hate is going to hate. I'd, yeah. rather, I'd rather see One Direction get back together. Ew, what the fuck? I love Harry Styles. <laughs> well, I mean, like, individually, yes. Their individual together. music is a lot better yeah, than their individual yeah. music. Harry Styles' solo music was good. And he was in Dunkirk. He was in Dunkirk. Yeah, I think you're selling a little short. All right, well, look, that song, Night Changes was, by One Direction, oh, great song. It was so so. That was Everything Karen's celebrity that boyfriend, which took that quiz. Disappearing when I think we're all singing there singing. <laughs> it's a musical, musical episode. episode of we should do a I always mess with Karen and I always say Harry Styles is her boyfriend because she took one of those um, quizzes like who would who would your celebrity boyfriend be? <laughs> oh, and hers came back as Harry Styles. And she's like, oh, why isn't Harry Styles on? I was like, I was like, Karen, I guarantee you, I could take that quiz and answer all the questions accurately, and I'll get a better Hollywood boyfriend than you. So I, she asked me all the questions and I answered them all honestly, and it came back George Clooney for the win. I, like, <laughs> yeah. I, w- I would have given That's you right. Jeff Gordon. Jeff Gordon. Just take notes, guy, people. Right? This is how you keep is a marriage it? alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Find a new celebrity boyfriend is better. I don't, I don't think Jeff Gordon was in the in the quiz. I'm sure he wasn't. <laughs> but BuzzFeed doesn't even know who that is. Well, we're gonna find our way back to uh, movie reviews, and I'm gonna talk about the way back. All right. Not to, oh, not to be confused with the way, way back. Right. Which right. is also an awesome Which movie. Which I kept wanting to call this that for that reason. Now, the thing is, I had before we recorded the last episode, I had watched most of this, and then I went and finished it. And uh, it's, it's a Ben Affleck movie where he plays this guy who's suffered a personal tragedy. You kind of learn about it throughout the course of the film. But he used to be, when he was in high school, a very good basketball player. So, the, you know, the, it's a Catholic school. They, they hire him to be the coach. And it's kind of like this thing is kind of – he's an alcoholic now and you know, he's been kind of messing a lot of things up. And it's kind of what is starting to pull him out of the tragedy that he went through. Like he's, he's now divorced. His wife's seeing someone else and it's, you know, he's went through a lot of stuff. And – the movie does the thing that you would find in a traditional, like, you know, inspirational, inspirational feel-good type sport movie, but then it kind of goes in a different direction. And I don't know, like I was telling you this the other day, John. Like I don't know what I wanted out of it, but I don't think I got it necessarily because I was I was enjoying it at the beginning, and then when I went back and watched the rest of it, I was like, ah, I don't know. I, I 
and I really can't explain it. It's like it, you know, it, it takes a couple of risks that these other movies don't. How was Affleck? Affleck's great in it. And this was Gavin O'Connor directed that. I believe so, yeah. Who the hell is that? He did The Accountant with Ben Affleck, oh, and, 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 he, and he did Warrior with Tom Hardy. The Accountant is also, a phenomenal the free War, movie. is also a really good Weren't they planning a sequel to The Accountant? I heard they were. I don't remember it. I was drunk. <laughs> but you yeah, drunk watching The Accountant? I did, That's yeah. a good movie. It's not a good movie to drink when you're well, watching obviously it. not, but I was already like drunk oh, okay. and we were bored, and we were like, let's watch a movie, Accountant. And I was like, great. I don't remember anything. <laughs> Stepbrothers are Bad Santa when you're drinking. Stepbrothers. Stepbrothers is fucking hilarious and so is Bad Santa. Bad Santa fucking is Catalina wine hands mixer. down the best though. Um, so yeah, this movie, it's worth like watching. Um, and you might, like people might have different takes on it. Um, I'd give it a seven. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. The performance, like he, Ben Affleck of course is great in it. Because it seems kind of like a personal movie to him because of everything it, he's been through. It, it does. And like I, I can see that. Like he really puts his heart into the role. And it's, like I said, his performance is phenomenal. It's just some of the story choices. I'm like, eh, I don't, you know, I, I don't know. And again, I don't know how I would have did it differently. It's, it's just not like, based on a true story, is it? I don't think it is. I was just curious. Uh, it looks like well, a Lifetime movie that was based on a true story. Uh, a movie that was based on a true story. Project Power. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Um, so yeah, we actually all have watched this movie. Netflix's new it's a big, big movie. Yeah, it's their their third kind of big movie nope. in the. Well, let me ask you this question, and I know it's on Netflix or whatever, but do you kind of get the feeling that this was not intended to go to Netflix, that they maybe intended yeah. to release this in theaters? I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. It seems all like um, we just talked about that with uh, the old guard. Of the three of um, of old guard um, uh, extraction and this one, I don't know. I think I could see old guard in the theater. Most so of the three of them. I can so I can see all three of them. But I mean, I can see all three of them in the theater. Wait, what's the other one besides Ex- Old Guard? And Extraction. Extraction. The one with Chris Hemsworth. I've not watched Old Guard. Or oh Extraction. shit, I haven't watched that one. You need to oh, watch that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Piss off. I watched it. Uh, it's sort of like John Wick is with action. You had to. Oh, you had to tell me. It's, it's kind of like, like it's kind of okay. like if you mix John Wick with Taken. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, very. And put a little bit and of like Blackhawk down, or a little bit of Blackhawk down, and just I mean, and I Chris like Hemsworth with his Australian accent. What? She likes, she likes the lesser Hemsworth. Hold the hell! Yeah, on. I know. He's fucking hotter. Don't Bullshit. speak. Don't speak this way about Tyler Rake. Bullshit. Gale. Gale. Well, I'm as straight as they and come, he, but god damn it, how can he, you choose that Hemsworth over a Chris Hemsworth? Even the other Hemsworth, yeah, Hemsworth is better than Liam. Yeah, Luke, 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 Luke Hemsworth is better. I won't even use his all name. He's say, so much of a lesser Hemsworth. All I have to say is he fucked Miley Cyrus. He put up with Miley Cyrus. He married Miley Cyrus. And are they still a, together? He's a freak. He's as fucking fine as they come. You know. I don't think you know everything about that relationship. Maybe, <laughs> maybe she was running around, running amok, and he was just at home by himself while she was. I mean, maybe he was sleeping with strippers. But if and that's else. if that's the case, though, I'll fuck him. <laughs> you gotta set your standards a little bit higher than Liam Hemsworth. Chris, Chris, Chris is better. Chris, Chris. yeah, no. he's Thor, the god of thunder. And I mean, he was fat and long haired in the end. I don't want that. That was a bodysuit because he couldn't even gain weight. <laughs> <laughs> He probably tried. I'm just saying what happened in the end. Plus, I like dark-haired men. But so. anyway, he looks really, uh, like... So, good thing I don't have long hair. You have. I've had it in the past, and yeah. she made me... You know, well, she didn't make me, but, like... And you weren't that attractive with that. I know. That's We've a, established this. I feel like, as long as Mindy does your hair, you're, you'll be good. No matter how you do it. Don't be sucking up. No, I'm just being... I'm more complimenting Mindy than Greg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let Mindy handle his hair, and he'll be fine. What the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> we're, 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 talking about we're, we're talking about Project Power. Project Power is a film. 
It's a. That's it. It's all we know. It's good night. It sounded like all of a sudden Greg got drunk. Like you know what it is. Murphy's uncle. Yeah. It's a movie. You know what it is. Jamie Fox. You pull. You look on the back of the Blu-ray and it just says it's a film. It's a film. Um, it's actually. It's. I think Jamie Foxx produced this, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I know nothing about the well, history of the film. This I'm movie. Woman say yes, I don't know. It, it flashed on the screen as we were watching it. So I didn't pay attention to it. Neither did I. I. I don't see him listed as a producer. Well, two people Look at directed Glenn it. Well, he, in the he should have. Bitch. He should have produced it. Two people directed it, which I found kind of odd. Are you I mean, kidding me? Why? I don't know. I just saw it. He- from Henry. The yeah, Henry Juice and Ariel cool. Schumann. Well, they're right. the ones that they directed Paranormal Activity Paranormal three. Oh, they always the, do it as a duo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. And and like the, and, the, and they're the ones that did uh that did Catfish when yeah, it first cat, came out. Catfish. Oh the oh before the show. Yeah. yeah. And, and they they produced the show too. Oh, I because didn't know that. Was it Nev? Is the guy's name Nev? Yeah. Nev, yeah. Nev, yeah. Nev whatever. Is it Nev or Nev? That's that's his that's his brother. Which if you look at him, they I'm look positive. Like. They I feel like I want to challenge you on that. I don't know. Why. Uh, I'll I'll pull <laughs> up him saying his name. Paranormal Activity. They did something else that was kind of. Um, they did Nerve. Nerve, they did. I think with Dave Franco. And Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts. I never did see that. I love how you've you've given up all pretense and you're just drinking out of the droid's head now. All right, so... They co-directed something called Australian Psycho. Yeah, I'm drinking hard seltzer out of R2-D2's head. By the way, I need another one of those. I'll be right back. I think I'm at the bottom because I was, like, slurping, so I'm trying to tilt his head. Are you sucking air right now? A little bit. Can you get better? I'll get you another seltzer. All right. Each um, So this movie. So wait, right, let's go through the plot. This it's a New Orleans movie. A really New Orleans movie. Um, so, and well done in that regard. So it really we, was. As we I are a surprised. Nola podcast, Nola local, um, we would highly recommend our listeners check this out to give their opinion on how well they they shot New Orleans. And I got to tell you, like, I am a resident of the West Bank for life. And uh, they did a great job. Like, they didn't... I, I always have the benchmark of, like, you know, the worst was Blue Chips with Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, my God. When they took Algiers. the boat to go to Algiers. The, the boat to go to Algiers. And what was that one with Terry Hatcher and Alec Baldwin? That one was pretty bad, too. Was it Heaven's Prisoners or something like that? You remember that one? Yeah. I, and then there was that one... Um, Everyone was all sweaty. There was the really bad one with Kathleen Turner and Dennis Quaid. Oh, the Big Easy. It was uh, Alan Barkin, I think, and Dennis Quaid, not Kathleen Turner. The Big Easy. Well, no, they also did the... They, yeah, there's another, that's another oh, movie. no, you're, you're, thinking, you're, you're thinking of oh, all the cover that blues. That was in New Orleans? Yeah. I never saw that. Because oh. Was it Stanley Tucci? Yeah. Was the villain? Yeah. Called so, Morty? So basically, yeah. you've yeah, had so. a history of people coming here, and they suck. And let's not forget Hard Target. Well, everyone well, seems that, to think... That's the standard. <laughs> so first of all, let's go through a couple of things that need to be knocked down about New Orleans that you might have gotten wrong because of films. First one. We don't pronounce it Nolans. Nobody fucking from New Orleans pronounces yeah. it Nolans. No. I think people have only recently stopped calling it New Orleans for most of yeah. the country because of Hurricane Katrina and all the coverage. Second, so, like it's the the Nolans part. It's more like they say New Orleans, New Orleans, yeah, New Orleans. New Orleans. It, it, we say it so fast that people yeah. everyone around here can't tell. Um, the second thing is. We don't all speak with Southern or Cajun accents. Right. It's actually more like a New York type accent. Yes. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say. There are things such as gumbo and red beans and rice and grits that we do occasionally eat down here, but that's not all anybody eats, and they don't eat it all the time. And we don't. We do on Monday. We don't eat yeah. gumbo with coffee, Chance Boudreaux. <laughs> what the fuck? We, oh, had, we got fried catfish on Fridays and red beans on Monday. 
If you've never seen no Mark Harden with John Claude Van Damme, you should watch it and you will laugh your ass oh, off it's all the way through. Hey, it's uh, hysterical. You got a salter right here, boy? Uh, I'm putting r 2 head back in the sink. Oh. There's your title right the there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so New Orleans movies. We've talked about some good ones, some bad ones. This one, I think, portrays New Orleans pretty well. It, it did that. I, we were, when we were watching it last night, I kept uh, saying... Well, wait, wait for this this New Orleans stereotype, and they didn't come, and I was kind of. Right, it it didn't do the James Bond, the Living Day, not the Living Daylights. I'm sorry, Living Let Die. When they're running on Bourbon Street, take a left, and all of a sudden they're knee deep in the swamp. Yes, there's also not always a jazz funeral or second line going on. You've never been to a second line. <laughs> that, so if you've never seen Treme, that's Glenn and I like laughed hysterically because the district, like the lawyers, like assistant. She was, or whatever, a, yeah, she was a, a public defender, and it was like her investigator. Or yeah, something. she like she she was talking to her. She's like, "You've never been to a second line. That's it. Saturday, we're going." Like, yeah, like you've been in New Orleans four months, and you've never been to a second line. <laughs> I was like, I've been here forty years, and I never really went to a second line. <laughs> I mean, I've been to second lines at weddings. At weddings, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's a very popular thing for weddings. Right, that's, around here, that's yeah. kind of about it. Um, there's this this local Asian market. On the West Bank, that they actually filmed yeah. the, Hong movie, the Hong yeah. Kong market, it was filmed perfectly. I could almost smell the fish. Yep. When you walk in, just by the way they filmed it, yeah. it was looked. It looked like they almost didn't tell the people that they were filming, yeah. and they just showed up. So, so the plot of this movie, the, 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 the it's no, weird. Uh, it is weird. So I liked it though. Paolo from Lost you know? <laughs> decides, or Xerxes. Xerxes, Xerxes, King Xerxes, or the the dude from Love Actually. Well, his, yeah. na- his name's Rodrigo Santoro. Yeah, he, he, yeah. he's. Yeah. We, we're not going to call him by his name. So he uh, he's basically helping push this drug called power, and when human beings take it, they randomly develop powers based on like it's based on animal DNA and things like that. Well, they could die, right? Well, they can die. That's what I don't yeah. understand. That's why I don't get that. That's the whole like, why would you take something where you could either be really powerful or die instantly? Do you really want me to answer? Regular that drugs can do the same thing. They can. Do you want me to answer that question? Yeah. Maybe you have nothing to live for. Anymore. I mean, you could take like a whatever they would consider a normal amount of cocaine and you could have a heart attack and die. Well, I mean, if you it's... really want to get personal. Well, they, they sort of made it like a, an ultimatum, like you're either going to be a superhero or you're just going to die. Like there's no in between. Well, it's almost like they were saying some people, their power is they just explode. So it's like, yeah, go I... out with a bang. Yes. <laughs> well, which again, if you're a junkie looking for a fix, that might, you know, be the way to go. Um, and basically, like, Joseph Gordon Levitt is a New Orleans police officer that. Because all these powers are developing over the six-week period, because it starts off and then six weeks later we pick it up, um, he's like we, he's basically getting the drug because he's trying to combat these yeah. these people. Meanwhile, you have Jamie Foxx who shows up, and you can't at first can't quite tell if he's a good guy or a bad guy. Yeah, you don't know what he's doing. And also, let's say when you take this drug, you get these superpowers for five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Right. and that's it. And I think my favorite part of the entire movie was when Jamie Foxx was trying to determine how to meet up with this dealer. He had to meet at a chicken place. He put a church. And he and literally a spent all day at a church's chicken. Yeah. <laughs> he must have had so many biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, yeah, like it's it, so yeah, it it weeds the like these two people together. They're connected by this young drug pusher, who she's a, a student who's basically like selling He's a fucking dope rat. Yeah, she's basically selling drugs to to finance her mom's like she, she has a form of diabetes that she needs medication for constantly, and she's. Basically financing her her medication through that. Um, I loved this this movie. I was down with it. I didn't yep. love it, but I will tell you what I did love was the performance of the young girl. I don't even know her name, but it, it's worth Do- Dominique Fishback. She is phenomenal. Like she's a star. She mm-hmm. was in she was in the Deuce. She was really good in the Deuce. She's yeah. a star in the making. Like her performance was sensational. 
for this type of a film. Apparently, she was in the Hate You Give. Hmm. But I mean, she's very good. She is very good. I thought all three of the stars. Oh, me too. But she, Fox and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. She jumped out. I mean, because I, I mean, I was expecting. Jason Gordon-Levitt is just it. And actually, I liked um, Courtney B. Vance in it too. Is yeah, like yeah, his little short little yeah. role as the commissioner or the captain, captain. whatever. Yeah. yeah, but um, no, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed this. I didn't dislike it. I just, uh, I don't know. I guess my, my whole part, the part with the premise of the whole thing was just I, I couldn't get over it initially. But I mean, the the movie is paced very well. Yeah, really good action. Um, the special effects are great. Very too. subtle, good special effects. Yeah, yeah the, the, cool, the coolest, act, the coolest action scene to me is when they go in where they're having the demonstration, and there's a they have this big you know container tank. that you tank that you can go into to try out because people don't know what their power is going to be, and it's basically to contain whatever happens. And the girl goes in and she becomes what like she starts she's kind of like, like a ice. ice man kind of thing. So the whole thing is kind of getting frosted, and you can see Jamie Foxx comes in and this big battle melee yeah. starts and you can just kind of see her looking through the frosted glass and you just randomly see Jamie Foxx blowing somebody away with a shotgun or fighting somebody and it's, it, that it was, was a really, a really cool a really, shot yeah and see that's the thing that I really liked about this they panned a few times like the, the first 10 minutes they mm-hmm. panned for New Orleans shots and I was like fuck that's mm-hmm. a really good pan yeah, yeah. and I thought a really the, good uh, shot. the Joseph Gordon-Levitt gets into a, a hallway fight on a ship with mm-hmm. this guy where his bones are like oh, yeah. unbreakable. That was great. That was like really cool subtle effects. Yeah. And it looked really cool. Um, yeah, this movie is definitely worth checking out. I'm, I wouldn't say I, I hate uh, I'm wondering, it. Is that the, I wonder if that, is that the same actor that was in... Uh Flash, remember the guy that like couldn't? Oh yeah, because that guy is like a I forget what they what they call it, where he's like contortionist, contortionist. Yeah. And you can do all right. that weird, weird stuff. Possibly, and I'll, I'll say this too. Like we talk about stereotypes, but like Joseph Gordon-Levitt, even his like accent or what, it's not overbearing. No, which is, like, not a at guy all. That, I I have to say, I'm a really huge fan of him. Absolutely, like oh, yeah, I'm a definitely. very huge. John's fan John's a big fan. Of him. You, like you've him. been singing his praises for yeah. Despite he, his friendship just, with Ryan Johnson, I think he, <laughs> he, just, he did I, some re- interview recently. You realize he has two children? Really? No, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, I didn't realize that at all. It's because he, he looks like he's 22 years old. He does still look like he's a child. I, f- I feel like I need to like meet him and be like, bro, like, what was it that the first show he was like oh, ever Third Rock from the Third Sun. Third Rock from the Sun, the Sun which was fucking great. I, I, love I would that still show. go back and watch that. Did you that watch the one just recently where he was the airline pilot? That I think uh, I on? It's on Amazon. I forget what it's called. I'll have to no, tell you, you told about me about it. I want to... And it's... um. It, it, it's really good. It's like twenty seven hundred or some, something. Something like that. I can I can look it up. I don't know. But it's just he plays like a co pilot on like a commercial flight, and these guys come on and try to take over the ship and the whole take over the, the plane like terrorists, and it's basically all just in the cockpit. Seventy five hundred. Seventy five hundred. Well, it's I just, I just feel like every role that he picks up, no matter how like what it is, he just like he's just engraced in it, and well, he's not like when he, he was just, Klaus Future and the what up with that. It's <laughs> just it's so hard to describe because like there's actors that have like those roles where they're just like they're they're typecast yeah. and they go with it, and that's well, fine, that's cool, like that that works for you, whatever. But I just feel like he's so diverse and it's so hard to find actors Don, that Don are that John, Don John, it, you know? he's phenomenal in that, and he wrote he wrote and directed, if I'm not mistaken. And I mean, like when you look at a movie like Inception, where it's so like Leonardo oh, DiCaprio and Tom oh. Hardy was stealing every scene that he did. I mean, and he still like carved out like for himself. Well, he got to have the zero gravity. He got the zero, scene. yeah. And I mean, it was. And that was, um, oh yeah. My God. I can't even tell you how much I love that movie. Despite yeah. the, like depending like the actors that are in it, the way it was paced, the writing in it, like I just was like. Holy how about the? Crap. How, about, how about his elf face and the night before? <laughs> the night before. But also, he uh, he does like he did a website it was like hit record. Mm-hmm. And it was like people submitting, like he was encouraging people to direct and do their own little film. So, yeah, he's really, really talented. Um, so, what, what are we grading this? I would give this an eight. I would go about a seven. I was thinking about an eight. I'd say about an eight, eight and a half. I was going to get seven point two five. 
Jesus. I love when you're oddly specific. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. <laughs> Thank you. Well, we're going to try out something new. Okay. Um, Ryan's a little bit worried about this. We were talking about like ideas for like a feature and whatnot, and we're going to do a writer's room. Um, so basically what we're going to do is it's a whole bunch of actors' birthdays this week. I get nervous whenever we do new features. Quiet. Well, we put some directors on this list. We put some directors in it too. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about encouraging you. I'm giving you encouragement. Basically, create a film in a writers' room for these people, cast them in a different role, whatnot. We're going to see if we can successfully create a film that you guys would go and see. And why are we doing this? For fucking fun. No, there's a reason, right? We're doing the. What do you mean? No, we're doing this for fun for the audience. It's their birthday. Thank you, Glenn. I literally said that two minutes ago. I didn't. Were you listening to the dude's story? I was listening to Heather telling me to drink more. Should the title of this movie be just? Happy birthday. Ron, you should listen to Aaron Burr. Talk yeah. less. Happy birthday. Smile more. more. You're kidding, right? Talk less. <laughs> Smile more. Okay, so, more. so this is this week's birthdays. So what do you want you want to do? Actors or directors first? Go through the actors first. Alright, so we have an unknown actor by the name of Robert De Niro. We have Edward Norton. We have Sean Penn. We have Mr. Donnie Wahlberg. We have Mr. Andy Samberg. We have Christian Slater, Andrew Garfield, and those are the actors. Okay. All right, so then here are our leading ladies. We have Amy Adams, mm. Madeline Stowe, Joan Allen, Demi Lovato, Ooh. Kira Sedgwick, Erica Christensen, and Carrie Ann Moss. All right, who are our directors? David O. Russell, Robert Redford, who's also could, be, could be an actor as there well, and Jonathan Frakes. Oh, it's a hurricane. And, of a and he could also be an actor as he could well. Too. Um, so these are all the, the pieces that we have. So based on these actors and directors, first of all, what genre do you think this is? Alright, so if we're looking at these film. If uh, Brian would always be porn. <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, Billy Walsh is not on this list. <laughs> <laughs> Remember what was his stage name? It was Wally Ball? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So of these three directors, we have David O. Russell, Robert Redford, and Jonathan Frakes. I think we need to pick a, uh, like the genre first. Right, that's yeah. what I'm thinking. If we're looking at these three directors, I could see either I could see a drama or possibly sci-fi. But I, see, I think I think we need to go. Or off it could the be wall. a movie with Jonathan Frakes where he just plays himself, and all these people are trying to build the perfect chair. Chair, yeah. Around. Well, because yeah, David O. Russell, he does things like he's done funny things like American Hustle, but he's also done The Fighter, or Three Kings, and he's done off the wall stuff like. Uh, I heard Huckabees. Correct. Um, I think sci-fi but he, but action is where this is at. I, I was. Well, uh, it's funny you say that. I was thinking first, heist movie. I was thinking sci-fi comedy. Okay. Like like Men in Black. I I mean when you just the name of the people and like I was thinking of Jonathan Frakes doing a sci-fi film with some comedy elements. Oh, kind of like a Galaxy Quest. Kind of like that. Yeah, like a Galaxy Quest. David O. Russell is too much of an asshole. We we, we can't have. Yeah, George Clooney. George Clooney and him, like, him out. They almost killed each other. I feel like he's going to be combative. And plus, Mark Wahlberg is not on this and, list. And, you know, we didn't include Sean Penn in the directors, but he could be a director, too. He could. And I feel like if Sean Penn's in this movie and he's got to deal with David o. Russell, he'll kill him. <laughs> you're, you're not you're not wrong. <laughs> That's and a very good point. Slater, though, like that dude. And Sean, Sean Penn, he's done some comedy. I mean, Fast Times for Ridgemont High. And he did the, um, what was the Ben Stiller thing, the um, where he goes around the world? Oh, yeah. And his uh, performance uh, in Friends. By Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Yeah. Wasn't Christian Slater in Pump Up the Volume? Which yeah. Was a fucking phenomenal right. film. It was all the gleaming, yeah. gleaming the cube. I was about to say gleaming the cube. <laughs> but, the but Pump Up the Volume was actually pretty fucking. It was a good movie. Yeah. I'll, I'll I gotta tell you, when I when I wake up in the morning, I. 
tend to know the type of things I'm going to talk about in the world. Yeah, they pump up the volume. <laughs> pump up the volume is going to come up today. Well, damn. Nice. <laughs> I remember him in, uh, in in Star Trek Six. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Well, you have a hero problem. How about um, very bad thing. <laughs> That oh, movie there. That's that an underrated movie. What about or, Cuffs? He was also Cuffs. in Heathers. Like, and oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. true, true romance. True, true romance. Yeah. All, right. All right, so, all right, so are, are we leaning towards Jonathan Frakes? I, I want Frakes. I'm feeling Frakes. Frakes? See, the thing about Frakes, I think he's highly adaptable. He can do several different types of and, and I think He I'll, did the librarian, goddammit. And, and I, I think will, he can pigeonhole really? Yeah, yeah the librarian. Did. And I will say, all right, if I'm playing producer and I'm looking at these actors, they seem to be very expensive. Jonathan Frakes, we could probably get him for a deal. Like, we wouldn't have to pay right. him as much. So, in, in terms of that, these actors, though, when I see some of these actors and what their abilities are, I'm thinking sort of a, not even low budget, but like either a heist or a, like a crime film. So, similar to like you know, the movie with uh, Elizabeth Debicki and, and, and uh, who are the other ones? We're basically their husbands, widows. Oh, oh. yeah. Something like that mm-hmm. where we have like, you know, it's like a low level crime movie where someone has to, they're forced into doing something. I mean, with a cast like this, you could definitely do an Ocean's Eleven type. That's what I'm talking about. Like, but it was actually it was kind of comical. It was kind yeah, of action. Yeah, that's like you can get out of drama. It was you know like it was like so, 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 so Ryan, instead of uh, um, a, a sci-fi comedy, a heist comedy, would you be all on board with that? If you're if you're sold on the sci-fi idea, we could do a sci-fi heist. Yeah. What like Guardians of the Galaxy? I feel like this, and I don't know why, but Not I feel AM. like this <laughs> cast would do a comedy very well. So I don't care. I'm I'm, I'm more set on it. comedic elements, but it could be a heist. A normal heist. Heist comedy. I'm feeling a heist comedy. Heist comedy. With Jonathan Frakes directing. And I could see somehow Sean Penn and Madeline Stowe being the married couple villains that are just over the top. I yes. love that idea. Absolutely. I, I think we need to write that down. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Somebody, but write this down. Write that down, buddy. I don't, I don't think we'll forget. We're Mark at eight. So, Sean Penn and Maddie Stowe. Yeah, I call her Maddie. Yeah, we go way back. You know that. Married, you know, you know married villains over the top. Perhaps Sean Penn has actually has a curl, curly mustache. So our villains are Sean Penn and Maddie. Oh, well, then we got Jonathan Frakes as our director, and we're doing a, a heist. A, com- a comedic heist. Frakes directs. All right. So. All right, so now, all right, so we'll, we'll take off. I'm going to use your pen here. Mm-hmm. So how are we? So we're gonna take off Sean Penn. Put a different color, you can. Oh, that's okay. that's fancy. All right, so we're gonna take off Sean Penn. <laughs> you should get good notes. Madeline awesome. Stowe, and we're gonna circle Jonathan Frakes here. All right. So, all right. So now, who's gonna be our? Okay, so uh, do you want to do our hero next? Well, I feel like Edward Norton would be the main. You see, I'm thinking more female. I'm thinking more Amy oh, yeah. Adams. Okay, so I feel like if we're going to go a female, it has to be more of a personal story involving the villains. So how would you incorporate that? All right, so... Um, like, what's her relationship to Sean Penn and Madeline? So, like, why? Okay, we have to, like, what is this? It's a, it's a normal right, right, heist so, so it's a heist con- All right, so we're doing Ocean's Eleven where Danny Ocean's st- stealing from Benedict because he's got his girl kind of thing. So we're, we're looking for a personal thing of why. Yeah, I feel like there, there's... there's this has to be more of a personal heist. Like, there's a reason why this is happening. Not just, I want money. There's got to be, like, a All right, personal... So, so, Sean Penn and Madeline, so we said they're over the top, okay, right? I'll compare this. The way that you're Bring describing it. it. Bring it. The way that you're describing it sounds a lot like the Inside Man. Where... Clock in, on. Yeah, okay. where they were stealing something, but you find out it's a very personal reason. 
right? Okay. While they're stealing something, I, 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 that's what I'm identifying. When I hear you say that, mm-hmm. that's what I'm thinking. So we need to come up with some sort of conceit that. All right. So these these over the top eccentric, possibly millionaire billionaires. I, I let, I'm thinking. So they've acquired their wealth through okay through, a I'm game of chance <laughs> through several different ways, right? And basically. Uh, They've stepped on a lot of people's toes because of it. Which you, you tend to have to do. So we could have Amy Adams as someone who her family lost everything. Or maybe like they... they this is actually starting to sound a little bit like Tower Heist. Okay, they, okay what if they they, they... they bankrupted her family's boutique. What if they confiscated something of more personal value to Amy Adams? Like a, something that Amy Adams really doesn't care about the the value. It's more personal to right. her. Right, but it's worth a lot, but she... Like a painting? Something like that, maybe. I don't want to go too Thomas Crown affair on it. That, that's true. Um, what would be something, kind of, that would be worth a lot, but it would, it's more of a, a personal thing. What are we thinking here? It could be something like Amy Adams' boyfriend or husband at the time had, was like some kind of brilliant scientist, and they partnered up with him, and then he mysteriously died, and they got rich off his idea. Kind of or thing. it could be that there was like a family heirloom that was stolen from her house, pawned or whatnot, and then these billionaires acquired it just. And they won't give it back to her? Like, like Scrooge's number one dime. Kind of like that, yeah. Or like a, like some kind of Staffordshire figure? Yeah, I kind of like that. Or, 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 or how about we how don't about see it at all? It's just, it's like the Pulp Fiction. The it's gold. a MacGuffin. I like it's that, a MacGuffin. Yeah. Or, you, or, we could do a Mag- or it could be like a, a Staffordshire with something inside of it that only Amy Adams knows about because it's in the family. But these assholes bought it because they thought the Staffordshire So, So it's like a... All right. How about this? So it's like it's a painting, but Amy Adams doesn't care about the painting. There's something hidden in like right, the like frame. We, like we go a Ronin thing, where like yeah. there's a Staffordshire, and she knows what's in it, and she's trying to put a team together to get it, but she won't tell them what's inside the Staffordshire. I like that. Yeah. Yep. They can okay. take whatever she takes the painting. <laughs> the diamond in the rough. Yeah. Mm. Uh, all right. I think we. So it. that's so we don't. So it's just a MacGuffin. It's a MacGuffin. But, yeah. I, I don't MacGuffin. think we ever reveal what's actually inside nope. of it. So so all right. So we got Amy Adams. She knows what's in it. Everyone else, they they don't need to know. Just and I feel like Joan Allen needs to be maybe some kind of like retired expert that Amy Adams is getting advice from. Like almost like she's playing off her role from the Bourne movies, where she's she, like a re- she can basically be the person she gets the other names from. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that. All right, so we got Amy Adams and Joan Allen. They're putting the team together. So Joan Allen's going to be the um, Kelsey Grandma of Expendables Three here. <laughs> <laughs> just like that. Just like that. So we got that, Joan. That Ad- was the most wonderful description. <laughs> okay. So we got Amy Adams and Joan Allen. So who's who's she recruiting first? That should be the title of the episode. I don't know why. Maybe it's because they're the two biggest stars and the first ones on our list. But I feel like De Niro and Norton have to be like like the George Clooney, Brad Pitt of this. Book. Like they're 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 a duo. They're a duo. Like they do. Well, they, they, didn't they didn't they do that movie the where they were thieves? Was it the score? The score. The score. Mm-hmm. That's right. So I think they should not be like they should be like priests or something where perhaps the MacGuffins like in a in a sacristy or something. Oh, so they're not involved with the heist. Well, I mean, they're, we're, we're, we're trying to they're they're, they're like um, the inside go. people. Huh? So Brilliant. the painting that they want to get back. We're doing painting. Well, whatever whatever it is, okay. could be on whatever loan to the, a church. The, the thing. The thing. Loan. MacGuffin. Uh, it could be lo- yeah. It could be loaned to a church or like a museum. Mm. That is, is is hosting it as a temporary exhibit, and that's the opportunity they have to steal it. Right, and and Edward Norton. Or I also could feel like Robert De Niro or Edward Norton could be the villains, like head of security, that they're actually trying to. Oh, and there could be a twist where they actually help out. Could be Amy Adams. Yeah. Well, what, so one of them's like a like her dad or something. 
Oh, so that that's going to be Linus Caldwell. All right. Okay. Yeah. So oh, we're we're borrowing from the best. That's well. I mean, it flatteries the best. So um, all right. So so we got Eddie Norton and Bobby D. Who's going to be the uh, turncoat? So it's. I think it would have to be Robert De Niro as the dad. As the dad. Or yeah. or if it was Edward Norton, we'd have to make it a brother. I yeah. Think. Which uh, that actually might work better. That no, actually, let's, not, let's not cast Robert De Niro like he always gets cast as a fucking father. Well, okay? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with grandma. you on that. I think it'd be more interesting. And you know what? Now that I'm thinking about, they've both played priests, too, because De Niro was a priest in, uh, was it Sleepers? And, and Keeping the Faith. Yeah, and Keeping Andrew the Garfield Faith. could be the priest. Well, he, no one would see that movie. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I'd say let's make Edward Norton her brother. So Edward Norton's bro. And De Niro's just like the, the old, you know, head of security that, that you know, Trained so him and whatnot. We're doing a, a museum or a church. Do you want to do a church? Or or it could be a converted church. So it could be a converted church. The problem with the church is that they're not very secure. Hear me out on this. You can literally, like, most of the time they keep their doors open and whatnot. Like, you can they give sanctuary. That's not in real life. No, no like, most, most cathedrals and church, they, they have people around the clock. They that's, keep them. That's not in real they life. They might have stopped doing it recently, but it was. Obviously, you've never been in New Orleans. <laughs> well, what if we did a thing where. Or what about, I mean, still, they don't, I was going to say, what if we did it where, like, the churches are on lockdown because of COVID? We could set this during COVID. We could totally set this during COVID. But even if they did set it on lockdown, like, they're still not, although there would be, maybe we would say that there would be added security because of there is because, because security. of the exhibit. Because, because of the, the exhibit, exhibit that never got to open because of COVID. So it's just sitting there and no one can get in. Right. I think it's going to be less believable if it's a church it needs to be more like a museum mm-hmm. either way i think if we said during covid where it's on lockdown and like because museum has better security and stuff right. that they have to deal with than, what, than what a church would and it was completely they were completely closed during all right COVID. we can make it a museum i think it should be a museum and I, I agree with the thing on covid because then it could be like on phase like one or phase zero when people aren't allowed out of the house right yeah so their plan may have to depend on when the things phases change right so yeah we're waiting for phase to for phase two Kind of like, oh, I like that. And what if we did a thing where, like, maybe their whole plan is based on the fact that they want to get in before people are allowed? Agreed. And, and maybe they come up with some kind of, like, a comical way to try and get COVID to spread more in the area. Or to get the like, phase to move. Or, like, they have the, the contact tracing app so they can do something where <laughs> yeah. someone right, well, right, well, that's going to be our hacker that's going to hack the, 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 the contact so tracing. Is, is the hacker going to be Sandberg or Christian Slater? No. No, I think, I think it's no. Erica Christensen. I think Erica Christensen. Uh, I like that. Yeah, she's been born. Either Eric and Christian or uh, Demi Lovato. Or maybe even Andy Samberg. So I was thinking Samberg or uh, Slater, but I'm, I'm not opposed to the... Uh, I like Erica Christensen. And do Erica, yeah, what she's been doing lately. So <laughs> Erica Christensen's going to be our hacker. All right. All right so I, kept th- oh, I kept thinking of her as being in the Bourne movies, but that's not her. No, that's Julie Stiles. Right. I used to get them confused a lot. All right, so our hacker is Erica Christensen. All right, do we, we, we're going to need uh, Wheelman. Right, we need, uh, that could be Demi Lovato. Yeah. Demi Lovato is going to be. We're making Demi Lovato the wheel be, man. And she'd, she'd be fucking hot. Yeah. And she and we can With work something in where when she turns the car on, one of her songs is playing. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so. That, that would be comical. What's wrong like with being confident? Like in yesterday when Ed Sheeran gets a phone call and his song plays on his That's phone. That's right. All right. So so uh, Demi's going to be our wheel, wheel man, wheel woman, wheel woman, wheel person. Let's do it. Okay, so now That's I feel. Right, okay, here. so now we got our wheelman, we got our hacker, we got our our um, our mastermind is Amy Adams. So now, what's next? We need we need some muscle. So I'm thinking, 
What do you think? Can't Chris? be Sandberg. Donnie Wahlberg. Donnie Wahlberg. Donnie Wahlberg. Donnie Wahlberg. Should, we, should we have Donnie Wahlberg and Christian Slater be paired together? I think that would be a great. Freaking what if they were like right a gay couple? Yeah. That's awesome. Like a, like a badass, muscular, like ripped gay couple who were like. They get hot on their heists. Yeah, like I, I think, like they're over the top, like, like love of each other, like just throws off every other. And one, one of them's own. like extremely girly. And Donnie Wahlberg needs to have a very thick Boston accent. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. There has to be all right, so, all right, so we got... One of them is extremely girly. The other one so is Donnie Wahlberg. So the muscles Wahlberg. are... So we got Donnie Wahlberg and Christian Slater as the, the gay couple muscle. Yep. All right. So now we see we got our muscle. We got our hacker or man in the chair, whatever you want to call him. So what else do we need? I now? see Sandberg as like the... Almost like the Q. The, the, the oh, quarter, like the, the gadget person? Like he's the gadget guy, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Almost like, like Basher like, and like a total goofball, but yeah. yeah like. Okay, I could, yeah. And the like, one who just he, thinks he would he's be good at that. Smarter than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Now, do we need a? Um, Are we going to cut Andrew Garfield from the film? No, I'm thinking. I'm thinking Andrew Garfield. We play off of the Social Network, and we make him some sort of eccentric, like internet billionaire that funds the whole thing. I was going to say that would be a, a good idea. Yeah, okay. like a venture capitalist. Yeah. All right. So now we just we got two left. We got Kara Cedric and Carrie Ann Moss. Carrie Ann Moss and play Trinity. <laughs> or a models ink. So, um, any idea for um, Mrs. Kevin Bacon and Trinity? Kevin Bacon should be in this movie. Well, if Kara Cedric's in it, <laughs> we have a better chance of getting <laughs> Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Bacon. There's a degree of Kevin Bacon. That's right. Um, so, who, who else do we need? With, with so, that team we, we said that like Robert De Niro. Do we need like a femme fatale? Maybe that's distract. Which who? I mean, well, Amy Adams could do that. Well, okay, my question was, who is De Niro and um, Edward Norton again? They're, uh, Edward Norton is Amy Adams' brother. But that's the that's the, that's the Shyamalan twist. Okay, so De Niro is not related to Amy Adams. No, no, no. And they're both just working in a museum? Are they priests or whatever? No, they're, they're head of security for... Yeah, they're, yeah the one's head of security and one's well, like the assistant. We could have one of the women be the, the like the, I guess, the... the Owner of the museum or the president or whatever. Oh, the curator. The curator. Or yeah, whatever. I could see Carrie Ann Moss. Carrie Ann Moss is going to be our curator. I keep thinking of Jerry Hogarth from the Marvel shows on Netflix. Yeah, okay. she would be for that. And we got Kara Sedgwick. She should a cop. Yeah. Yeah. Like investigating like, the like height. That's, that's yeah. That's basically like there's that she sees the stuff going on and she might have a familiarity with one of them. Right. She she's, basically she's the closer. She yeah. is the closer. Well, that's it. All right. So so Kara Sedgwick's the the law. We did it. We're done, right? Yeah. So what's the, the birth the, a birthday heist? <laughs> so, so what do you what do you? So here's here's our take on it. We we've established this film. We've got an idea for. It. We broke out. We didn't break out like the acts or whatnot. But you guys tell us if this is a movie that you would see. I think I would go see this. I would totally watch this. So can we run through it like real quick? What the story is and who's playing who? All right. So Jonathan Frakes is directing a comedy heist, where the main star. Right, Amy Adams needs to recruit this this team to steal a. Is it a painting or just a MacGuffin? A MacGuffin. A MacGuffin, a MacGuffin from a um, an exhibit at a museum that is on lockdown. That is on lockdown because of COVID. Uh, the head of security is Robert De Niro. His assistant is Edward Norton, who the twist ends up being Amy Adams's brother. Sean Penn and Madeline Stowe are our eccentric. Uh, villains who have acquired this um, 
Does McGuffin right. so like as soon as the museum opens, they are going to take possession of it. Right. They, yeah, they can't take it because it's locked down. Because yeah. we don't of we don't know what this item like what it not necessarily what it is, but like what it's why she's trying to get it. Yeah, but yeah, but it's it's very personal to her. We don't know really. What I was going to say because then we could also include Robert Redford as maybe her deceased father in, like, in a flashback. flashback. Yeah. Look at you. Flashback of Robert this Redford. This is quite the fucking writer's room. Right. As long as we leave David or Russell out. <laughs> we can't put him in. He can just come in and yell at people. All right, so we have Amy Adams. Uh, she goes and approaches Joan Allen, who's our Kelsey Grammer from Expendables 3. And we need... So the first... Who's the first? The, I'm guessing the hacker would probably be the first one they would go to because we need someone special that can hack that because of all this COVID stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So they go find Erica Christensen, which... Good luck, you know, where she's been in real life. Um, <laughs> I believe she, she's a Scientologist, I think, so she's probably oh, she's probably out healing the world. She's That's, good. Uh, yeah, she's entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. As she, after this, she can go find Shelly Miscavige. Um, so then, who, who do we go next? Uh, do we do the wheel person or the, the muscle next? What do y'all think? Um, after, after our, uh, we get our woman in the chair... I think muscle would be nice. Muscle would be nice. So that's when we, we run into um, Donnie Wahlberg and Christian Slater. Mm-hmm. Our, our gay muscle. Possibly at some sort of like um, nightclub. Yes. It could, that, oh, that could be the, the reveal. They, they're at a strip club. No, no. They, it, well, everything, well, remember, everything's locked down. So they need to go to Florida because Florida, they're <laughs> terrible at locking shit down. Yeah. So they go over to Miami to... It's like, a strip club. And it, when they walk in... Yeah. It looks like the birdcage. <laughs> on on the main stage. Yeah. Agador. Big floppy donkey Tiger dick. bait. Tiger <laughs> bait. Tiger bait. All right, so, anyway. so we meet Donnie Wahlberg and Christian Slater. They're going to be our muscle. And then after that, um, we need to get funded. So we're going to find our venture capitalist, Andrew Garfield. There you go. All right, so then uh, after that, then we'll probably need our wheel person. That's when you go find Demi Lovato, who's she's a bad, hot-ass driver. Driving around, listening to her own music. Perfect role for her. She doesn't have to do too much acting. Just look badass in a car. She's going to be like the 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 female version of Handsome Rob. <laughs> okay. Baby driver. Yeah. Or the or the baby driver. She's a baby driver. She should always be uh, have a lollipop. Okay. I, don't know, I just think she's fine as she's, fuck. Yeah. And she does everything well. Mm-hmm. So then after that. I mean, is that our is that's that our it? squad? And that's then uh, Carrie Ann Moss is the curator, so most of her scenes are going to be with our villains, right? Because they're trying to get in to get their there you go. Th- get the MacGuffin, and then after the uh, heist is done and Edward Norton's revealed to be the brother, Kira Cedric comes in and to investigate, and she kind of figures out what's going on, but she sides with Amy Adams and kind of lets him slide. There we go. So now that we got it all together, do, all right, we, so, uh, do we want to attempt a title? Hmm. This is gonna be interesting. So, so we're taking lockdown or phase phase one quarantine, quarantine, quarantine. That's corny but funny. That's a comedy. It's a yeah. comedy. <laughs> All right. It's a, it's a, it's a work in progress. Yeah. Title <laughs> pending. Yeah. So so Todd Berger, if you're listening, untitled to Jonathan Frakes vehicle. <laughs> yeah. And just so you know, if anybody's listening and saying, you know. Are criticizing us. We literally came up with this shit on the fly. Yeah, damn I think we right. Did pretty good. All we, we had did. was a list of names of people's birthdays, we, which we got the list of names five minutes before we started recording. Right. Yeah, and it was everyone whose birthday was. This all week. I have to say is this is for fun. So criticize yeah. all the fuck you want. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> there you go. But Amy Adams, she puts butts in seats. She does. She, does. she puts <laughs> my butt in a seat. Um, 
I, I mean, yeah, Demi Lovato would also put my butt in a seat. So there we go. I'll just sit on her face. That was oh, nice. Jesus. Let we, go. we went there. Let me get my camera out. <laughs> um, I'll be and, lesbian for a day. And now, or always, <laughs> it is time to nominate this week's awesome villager. Gentlemen and lady, who are your nominees and why? I'm going with Liev Schreiber. Um, I thought he does a phenomenal job uh, every year with Hard Knocks doing the narration. Uh, Ray Donovan's a great show, underrated. Um, he was great in Scream. And he's just been a general underrated actor. Oh, I even liked him in that Wolverine movie. That was terrible, but he yeah, was the, good in he that. Was, he was the best part. Yeah, he was good. Um, he was also very good in uh, Sphere, which is not like the greatest of films, but he was... He uh, dies badly. He does, yeah. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I've always Ray Donovan. I've always found him to be uh, very, very underrated as an actor. So, all right, I'm going to nominate an actor named Aiden Gallagher. I've been kind of obsessed with Umbrella Academy lately, and this is a kid that plays a character by the name of Number Five in it. And kind of his character's background is: imagine a 71 year old crotchety old man stuck in the body of a 13 year old, and this kid is so good. I just see a 71-year-old yeah. cranky, crotchety old man, and he steals almost every scene that he's in. And he's never really done anything before, and I think he, he's just... And he likes to use a lot of old Yiddish words, which are always funny. <laughs> yeah, that someone asked him if he... Yeah. Shugana. Yeah. Well, I, gonna, <laughs> just, just a smidge. I'm going to nominate another wonder kid who's now an adult. Um, but you guys kind of made my case for me earlier. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Is that going to be yours? You son of a bitch. Um, yeah, Joseph Gordon-Levitt has been, I mean, again, we, we talked about him earlier, just a phenomenal talent, and he's been on the radar for a long time. Uh, I, I would watch a, a Batman movie with him as, as Nightwing following. Yeah. Oh, it's so do that. Yeah. So, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm actually going to go with the football world, and I'm going to nominate Alex Smith, which a lot of people might not know who that is. He was, um... He's an he, economist. <laughs> he actually, uh, he, he's a quarterback in the NFL, and two years ago, he got injured. He broke his both his tibia and his fibula in his leg. And, you know, injuries are relatively common in football, but Alex Smith, he had to go into the hospital with this, and he got a really bad infection and sepsis set in. He almost died three times in the hospital. He almost had his leg amputated, and they didn't think he would ever walk again. He was in the hospital for a month after that, and then he's in a wheelchair for, like, three months, and nobody ever thought he was even going to walk again. And this weekend, he got cleared to play football again. Like, Damn. like he came back like over two years. Like yeah, I didn't think he was going to walk in. I mean, it was like I was almost in tears watching the. the ESPN like, did a, story. a big special about um, all the shit that he went through, just to get back on the field. I mean, I, I, I'm going to be uncomfortable watching him play football. I know. I'm so scared for him. Um, and he's on the Washington football team because they don't have a nickname right now. <laughs> just, oh wait. I actually completely 100% agree with that. I've all, oh, a, of ever course. since I was a little kid, I've always thought that name was stupid. No, I'm just kind of joking because they didn't come up with a new name. Yeah, they, they just, just, they just called like, them the Washington oh, we'll football team. A, we'll be a football team. Yeah. I um, think they should go with the Sentinels. And honestly, they yeah, I know. But did you hear why they haven't been able to pick a team name? Well, because that guy yeah, had, bought up all the copyrights. for. But, but it seems like, because whoever did the website for um, the Redskins, they actually bought the... Um, the, the Sentinels. The Sentinels. Thing, yeah. So it seems like they want to deal with Warner Brothers because it was a that was the team in the honestly like they they showed guy. their their new uniforms. I think they look badass with the numbers on the yeah. helmet. With the they still kept the burgundy and gold. I think yeah, it, I think it looks really cool. It looks cool. But yeah, I mean, the Alex Smith story was just it's amazing, it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. I I saw the injury. Of, I it mean, was bad. I follow football religiously. I don't know how the fuck he's gonna even be able to walk again, much less play football. It's amazing. And it was like big chunks of his leg were missing because they had yeah, to keep was, going back in and removing like dead tissue. And it, it was nuts. 
It's crazy. Th- there's two major injuries that are famous in football. One is Joe Theismann's injury, which happened before I was really into football. But did he name the Theismann Trophy after? No, like his injury was so bad, like his career ended immediately and it was over. And ironically, they both played for Washington and happened on the exact same yard line, on the exact on same, same day. field, How on the exact that? same day. And it was the same injury. Like, like what, 30 years apart yeah. or something? And yeah, it's, it's really creepy. But some kind of way he's coming back from it it's amazing it's a great story you know that lincoln had a secretary named kennedy and kennedy had a secretary i did know that actually there you go so my nominee is amy rawson amy rawson as rawson yeah rawson rawson okay fuck whatever last name doesn't matter <laughs> she was, it, it she, rhymes with awesome which yeah is. and then awesome. she was in poseidon which is above awesome yeah well i mean like you know she's just she's a great actress and like I'm on the last two seasons of Shameless I just decided to let it roll because I got stuck so hard on that show and just fucking like went into it and like just watched all the episodes I could possibly watch until we got to season 8 and I was like well fuck I'm just gonna have to wait now and so. she's so awesome that Adam Duritz has like four songs about their relationship on the last well let me Crow just Valley. say and they had that scene and Poseidon. she gets naked when her, so like she gets there's naked that a lot. when her uh, fiance <laughs> was going to go underwater to save everybody and he's like I need you to tell me that you love me yeah. and they turn around and her dad's gone yeah it's a great freaking movie <laughs> well she's a great actress so, she really is period. and so, she get naked yeah so if you have to vote for someone other than your own who would it be I would pick Alex Smith I would pick Joseph Gordon-Levitt Joseph Gordon-Levitt um I was thinking Leo Schreiber there are two people here that I can't necessarily go against the sad part is because Leo Schreiber like I love Leo Schreiber but also Amy Rossum um, but I don't think I'm going to have to lean towards to just kind of make this a definite thing let's just say Amy Rossum for me because that way we don't have to do a tiebreaker so that means it's Joseph Gordon-Levitt I can live with that sure I'm who couldn't live with that and Joseph Gordon-Levitt he's a two-timer right because he won just a couple weeks uh, ago uh-huh. did he? I don't know about to find out all I have to say he cute still he he's did he won like not that long ago. Yeah, he well, might have won when that movie came with that Amazon thing, where he was the the co-pilot or whatever. That that speaks to the greatness that is Joseph yeah. Gordon-Levitt. He's in a very quick. He might be the quickest hat trick in in Awesome Village history. Well, a hat trick is three. I know. Maybe he'll come up in two weeks. Well, they they are re-releasing Inception. There you go. <gasps> are the, they really? Yeah, the, the theaters. Yeah, this Thursday, fifteen cents of a ticket. Yeah, AMC. it must have been for that movie you saw because you were the one who How long has it been since Inception was a thing? Ten years. Ten years. No fucking yeah. way. Yeah. You're old yeah. woman. I have a shooting Ten. script for it. But I hate you. Just a little. No, yeah, me, me and me and Sandra, we bought it. We're gonna go see Back to the Future on Saturday. Nice. Oh, yeah. really? The the yeah the tickets are five dollars and all the concessions are five dollars which you we bought our, we bought our concessions get, and everything I, I can't get through those movies I fall asleep twice trying to watch Back to the Future it breaks my yeah. heart but yes. really um, so you you you, fell, you fall asleep before Marvin Barry I, I just Greg. Maybe I just watched it the wrong time. Honestly, Greg, well, I was really. Tired. You need to go see it on the big screen, then, Greg. You got to get on this. Get her in. Line. We haven't settled on date night for this week, so okay, we'll figure it out. Get yeah. her in line, <laughs> bitch. Get the fuck out of here. Back to the future. Not I, I'm going to quote Bernie Mac. You better talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> all right, this has been a very fun week, and this is probably just all the sugar from all the shit we've had yeah. on this table <laughs> acting up. Um, We're all going to have like terrible acne tomorrow morning. <laughs> Yeah, Please remember uh, to, <laughs> to support us by listening to the show. Uh, anytime you listen to us and you listen to our ad, you're supporting the show financially and just you know giving us a nice audience. You can find us on many platforms, including Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Um, so please come back and visit us next time. This has been fun. This has been Greg. Ryan. 
Glenn. John. And Heather. We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.